Welcome to Dudes of Beers Podcast, episode 34. I'm Joe, and joining me are my co-host, Matt. And Darren. Hi. <laughs> the video version can be found on Facebook and YouTube. The audio version can be found on all major podcasting platforms. Please visit dwbshow.com for all the links. On today's show, we will be discussing new Ford EV battery, new Ford EV and battery factories in the U.S. Tesla claims Rivian is still stealing trade secrets. The Tesla Q3 delivery numbers. Model Ys with single castings for both front and rear. Uh, William Shatner is going to go up in the Blue Origin uh, New Shepard Mission 18, I think. And ultra high speed and an ultra high speed chip that can transmit at 11 gigabits per second. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Exciting news. Uh, Mr. Darren's got a couple, I think, pretty exciting things, don't you? Yeah, I uh, just got back from Alaska. And uh, I still think I'm a little jet lagged. <laughs> oh, I bet you are. Uh, but other than that, I mean, we had a great trip. There was, we saw one of the best Northern Light shows. Uh, the people that we did the excursion on, they were like, this is probably one of the best ones we've seen in the, the last few years. The pictures are amazing. And the pictures don't even do it justice. I mean, it's just, it was crazy. I, so when you got to see that for the first time, did you cry? Yes. Okay. Because I'm, I'm sure up until that point, because you you know of people or whatever, heard of people that are unable to see it with mm -hmm. their own eyes, mm -hmm. you had to have been going into that like, now, am I going to be? So I, I knew I could see them the night we landed. Okay. We got to um, we got to our Air, Airbnb um, probably like 12.45 in the a.m. And they said you could see them from their house, the, the Airbnb. So we looked up and we saw this green glow. Oh, okay. And when I saw that green glow, I knew I was going to physically be able to see them. Nice. So, you know, that was, that that made me feel better. But then, you know, the next day we got up and there was all this snow in the forecast now. And I was like, oh, crap. So we changed some plans around. And actually, we were going to go to Chain of Hot Springs on Saturday. So we moved it, said, hey, can we switch this because of the weather? And they were like, yeah, we can fit you in at 1030 at night. And we didn't get home till, or we didn't get back to the Airbnb until uh, 440 in the morning. <laughs> it was, a, we went there at like nine something in the morning and got home because it's an hour and a half drive. And it was just absolutely just crazy how, I mean, this was from your phone, right? Yeah, yeah. These are from my phone. The pictures don't do it justice, um, and and it's really hard to get a good picture because it's moving so fast. It just really? it's just not static. It's moving, and and the the lady. So do you have video of it moving? Can you not get video of it moving? I don't have the equipment to do it. Oh, oh. What's now? Now, a lot of people that were shooting with their phones, this yeah. guy had the new Pixel 5. Is it Pixel 5? Six. Six. And he was able to do a time lapse uh -huh. and stitch together one. Whoa. But if if you pull, if you grab this drive right here, Joe, there is a, a, a series of pictures that you could just skip through real quick. And kind of make a... And, and, it's, and, it, and it was a, a, a shootout. So it shot out, and then you could see it just growing and, and doing oh, things. That's crazy. Yeah, it's really cool. I didn't cool. know it moved like that. Did really? you get, were you able to get any video with the Lumix? Or? No, no, no. I tried. I tried. I just didn't have the 
the settings, the and settings stuff. or the know-how to uh, capture it. I was able to. Mm. It was really hard because it was it was 18 degrees. The wind was blowing. It was it was pretty cold. That was the only time I was like a little bit cold in in, in Alaska, and um, it was one of those things. It was like I really want to go in, but I don't want to miss this. But I had to keep taking my glove off, and that was uh. that was the hardest part because I had to keep taking my glove off because I was changing settings on the touchscreen because it's I mean it's it's dark you can't see yeah yeah I mean you got this green glow and you know what you know like down here in the basement when when he does the basement chill you can see well but you can't see well yeah yeah and and uh it was mm. kind of like that so I had to keep and then where I wear glasses to see far away I had to keep taking my glasses off to see the screen to try to get it into focus but you're looking at black a black object yeah. because until <laughs> you almost you, have to do manual settings on everything. It, it was yeah. manual. So some of them are a little bit out of focus, but for the most part, uh, they, they, they came out pretty good. I was, I was happy with them other than I should have done a little bit more research on how to shoot in raw. That way I could have the extra, mm. um, information, information yeah. to be able to manipulate. Cause every, every Aurora photo you see, is manipulated. Oh, yeah. I don't care yeah. whose it is. You cannot capture all the colors because it's just happening so fast. Oh, like a couple yeah. of my iPhone photos with the night shot, I had steady, had 30-second exposure. Well, it looks blurry because, because everything's moving. Same with like when they take pictures of like the Milky Way and stuff. Most well, of those are composites, aren't they? Well, no. Uh, there's, or, a, there's a lot of people that have the, the ones that, the the gimbal the, the camera moves, the camera moves with the the to rotation keep it tr- the, of the earth does the to tracking keep, yes that's true and you know wow. I mean you could probably you could probably spend you know hundred thousand dollars and go up there and get some great photos I mean <laughs> yeah. but I'm happy with what we got on our cell phones and what I got with my Lumix and just just seeing it in the memory I mean, yeah. in the memory, the memory. yeah that's, that's cool I mean it about we were down so they took us up. To the to the dome, it's not called a mountain, even though it's five thousand foot elevation. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. That's where you're at. When yeah. You're so going. so, uh, I have a picture on my phone that we were down in the in the the chain of hot springs area, mm-hmm. and you could look up at the dome and see the green glow. So could you see it from your Airbnb? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and we actually was able to see it the the night we left. Um, not not in the brilliance of sure of yeah. how it was up there, but. Yeah. So, what was your favorite part about the trip? Uh, Other than seeing that, for sure. So. That yeah, that was that was probably the top of the list. Um, but actually, just uh, even though it sucked, the snow. This yeah. Well, I think you or Dan or is either you or Liz said. Like this is the first time you actually got to enjoy snow. I, in I long, said, I yeah. said that I because said, normally working for the city, you're yeah. plowing the snow or right. cleaning it, and you didn't have to do anything. I said this is the first time in 16 years, other than I had to go 3,000 miles away to <laughs> to enjoy the snow. And That's I mean, awesome. and we did. We went out and we hiked in it. You know, it, I mean, just just I, I wouldn't want to been there with anybody else. I mean, it yeah. would have been nice to have Arlo, but. As as cold as it was, and the stuff that we were able to do, he would have, you know, five yeah. year old. Yeah, it'd been tough. It would've been really hard. Hard, but hmm. you know, we we were kind of disappointed because the snow kind of threw a wrench in some of our 
um, eating, plans. eating it to go to Denali, right? We did not get to go to Denali. Um, <laughs> now I drive in the snow. I'm very capable of driving. And we started, we went and ate breakfast. We got a little bit later start than we wanted. It was so foggy. And I was like, we'll just, you know, kind of screw around a mm-hmm. little bit. It's a two, two hour and 20 minute drive. Mm-hmm. So we get done with breakfast. We start heading out. We are driving and we're driving up a hill like this. And it gets icier and icier mm-hmm. and icier. And the, and we were in a Jeep compass and it, it did really well. But the back end would, the telltale when you were getting ready to slide a little bit is the back end would kick out to mm-hmm. the right. Because the first day it, it started to snow, we were still out driving around. So we were on a, a road leaving a uh, nature preserve and I just floored it. And of course I didn't tell Elizabeth. She was like, <gasps> <laughs> but it, it immediately kicked to the right on the back end. I was like, okay, I know what this does now. Hmm. So it kicked out like three or four times going up this. And it, it was just a constant incline. We wasn't going downhill right, at all. Right. And then the freezing fog came and we could, I seriously couldn't see 10 foot in front of hmm. the car. Oh my God. And I kind of looked over at Elizabeth <laughs> and I was like, honey, I said, I'll drive in almost anything, but I do not feel comfortable because I didn't know if it was an hour away. Well, you don't know where you, you you'd never been on those roads before. Never been on these roads. I said, if it was an hour away, it'd be different. You know, we were half an hour into our journey of a two and a half, two and a half hour journey, basically. Yeah. You didn't want to get stuck or stranded. And then, and then, you know, it was only, you could only go in three miles in Denali anyway. So <clears throat> you wouldn't have been able to see anything through that fog, see right? anything. But then it was really, it was like at like 1.45 in the afternoon, everything just cleared. Uh, it was gone. It was gorgeous. And I was like. You'd have been there about that time? <laughs> no, no. We would have been there before that. Yeah. But but I was like, ah, we could still make it. We could spend an hour yeah. there. And I was just like, you know what, we'll just, we'll just stick around here and, and. You know, just enjoy it. But we did everything there was to do in Fairbanks. I I, I would go to Fairbanks again for like three days mm-hmm. and then go somewhere else because uh, there's there's a lot to do in Fairbanks. Just the little, um, like, touristy things. Right, right, like the museum and but, stuff. But the electric every, cars were cool. Oh, my God, that, that, that place was awesome. But everything, like, Chain of Hot Springs, it's an hour and a half away from Fairbanks. Oh, Denali was that far. Denali, yeah, I didn't either. I mean, and and I'm gonna uh, when I do my video, I'm gonna make this a, a point. There was a gas station when we were heading to Chena. I was like, "Ah, eh, we got three quarter of a tank. I'll just get some when we get, you know, to Chena." Well, this road is Chena Hot Springs Road, and it goes through a nature preserve, which is the Chena River mm-hmm. Preserve. And when you get to Chain of Hot Springs, the road just says end. <laughs> no no gas station. No gas station, no cell phone signal, no GPS, nothing. You're just there. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. So I, like, left the car because when I saw we had no signal halfway there, we pulled over because there's all these little river pull-offs, and we were in this, like, big quarry where the whole side of the mountain <laughs> had been cored off, and it was awesome. And I left the car running. You know, I left the car run with the key on top of the car just in case it locked or or something because it was a push-to-start car. <clears throat> and it was like, I don't want to turn, um, I wanted to take pictures with my phone. 
I kept my phone plugged in because it had the directions on there. Yeah. I didn't want to lose those because I didn't know. But now that I know Chain of Hot Springs is, you stay on that road till yeah. it ends and you're there. Hmm. That's, That's cool. Cr- it, yeah. It just ends. It just ends. It just says end. That's it. It literally says end. A sign, a a square sign sign turned on its side that says says end. That's it. That's crazy. (laughs) That's awesome. April wants to do like an Alaskan cruise. Her dad wanted to do one. We were never able to before he passed, but she wants to do something like that. I think it'd be cool. Oh, it'd be awesome. I would think you would be able to see... The uh, Northern Lights and stuff from the cruise, too. Well, you have to go. You have to make sure. I think in, like. Certain time of the year, right? Like, it's better. Like, the end of May, it kind of starts happening a little bit. But the best time to go is between um, mid-September until, like, January or February. Okay. Right in there. So, yeah. it was. Uh, I'm just happy we got to see him. It That's was awesome. I'm so glad just, you got to. I was so afraid that you weren't going to be able to see him or they wouldn't have been active enough. Or Yeah, that's yeah, cool. That was, I mean, it was just like kismet because the the snow was in the forecast. They said it was going to be eight, eight, uh, six to eight inches. I think they ended up getting about eight or nine just because of it's it. It was one of those like, like when I sent that video why we were wanting going out and we were walking on that road, you just saw that little bit mm-hmm. of, it was like a freezing fog snowflake and that's what it did for after it dumped all the snow Wow! yeah it so. looked awesome looking your guys' snapchats and stuff yeah. and just the, the snow coming down so peaceful i'm yeah. sure it was probably quiet up there too oh my god it was awesome i mean like at night we well the night we got there we went outside and <clears throat> the airbnb we were at is pretty much how where i live mm-hmm. so it's i can go 20 minutes and be in town, but I'm still far enough out that you have the stars. You have, I mean, just looking up at the stars at night. I mean, you know, when we went to Michigan, we saw stars. But when I was in Alaska, I saw stars. Yeah. I mean, I sure. saw stars. pollution up there. Yeah, because when we were flying in, you could look out. And I don't know if you've ever flown over, like, uh, New Mexico or any of the desolate where there's a town, there's, there's nothing, no and then there's a town. And that's kind of how it was looking out the window. You could see you could see this little cluster of lights, mm-hmm. and then way out in the distance, you'd see this little cluster of lights. And you'd <laughs> huh. have, yeah. That's wow. crazy. And then you got to come back home to your new phone. Yeah. So you went from an 11 to the 13, right? Yep. What do you 11, think so far? 11 Pro Max to the 13. Um, I'm pretty impressed with it. I mean, the um, the camera is spectacular. The uh, micro uh, or the macro, ma- lens. macro lens on it. Uh, like I took that picture of the apple stem, and you could see the little fine yeah. hairs on it. I mean, I just I just kind of went click. I mean, I didn't like hold it steady right, or right. nothing. It was just like click, and it was like wow. So. Yeah, the camera, the new. I mean, it's all new camera system. That's, yeah, it's that's, all new camera. That's what, the bigger that's sensors. Super impressive. That the the uh, what's it called? The cinema. What is it? Yeah, cinema focus or yeah, what's the cinema it focus? Where that's, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I just used it for the first time actually with you guys. <laughs> that's crazy. And um, yeah, I wish you would have got it for your trip. But, yeah, because you know. I could have taken probably some really yeah good videos and stuff with it. Just uh, but I'm happy. I mean, the the one the one sad thing about my trip is I did not get to fly the drone. Mm. Just was not weather permitting at all. Well, <clears throat> I flew it 
about a hundred feet up because um, because I'm trying to get my my certificate, my Part 107 certificate. Um, I did my due due diligence and opened up the apps I'm supposed to open up, and there was a notum, which is a notice to airmen. And because I'm going through my training course, I knew about it. I read it, had a hundred foot height on a huge radius around Fairbanks. So I was like, well, that sucks. When we go to Denali, I'll pull over at one of the many places and and just fly like, yeah, like designated the places where you can there's do a bunch of pull offs and stuff. And a lot of people uh, of the YouTube videos I've watched, you know, they pulled off, flew their drone out there, showed the vastness of of Alaska. So and you weren't able to really get high enough to get. Much. So I went about 100 feet in the air mm-hmm. and I was probably I think the elevate. He said the elevation there was like 2800 uh, above sea level there. And then I went up <clears throat> another 100 feet. And it was still trees. You couldn't really see anything. It was still snowing at the time. And huh. I could only lock on to like 19 satellites. So I didn't have like really good uh, positioning. Positioning, And I, I just I didn't want to get, get it lost in the tree somewhere. Get it lost in the tree somewhere. <laughs> and never find and, it and never find it again. So And then you, I mean, then you need to use it as an alley because you weren't able to go. So. Right. So well, it, it was kind of sad that we, we carried it all the way that, way, that far. And I... I got like two minutes of, of footage just around the guy's house, but yeah. it is what it is. You know, never, I mean, you never know. I got, I mean, I, I, I was telling them earlier that I have, you know, almost 500 gigs of video and pictures. That's great. So, because everything I shoot now, I shoot in 4K, 4K 30. So I just, that way I can downsize it if I want, but pretty mm-hmm. much I've just been uploading 4K photos and everything because that's awesome. Yeah, um, really, the only thing exciting that happened to me was I I got my new spoiler finally for my Model Three. It took a month to get it, so it was on back order for a while. But uh, here's a picture of it right here. Um, not going to show the other angles because it has my license plate in it. And I haven't blurred it out yet, but uh, it's from RPM Tesla. It's the Titan V, I think, is what the name of it is. Um, but I'm happy with it. Like there are definitely more higher end versions that you can buy, um, from like, um, uh, unplugged performance and things like that, but they're three times as much. So, and I, I just like, I didn't see any other ones with this profile, um, and the way it lines up with the lines on the hood as yeah, well. Yeah, thing's sexy. Um, the carbon fiber weave isn't as tight as, as, as probably some of those other ones. And that's probably why it was cheaper. They're just not using as much carbon fiber. Like the one that came with the performance, the 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 one from Tesla, the you know, the real small one, only it's only like a couple of inches. The carbon fiber weave is super tight on that one. This one you can definitely tell that's probably why it was cheaper because it's not as, as tight, mm. but it's fine. It'll be fine. But uh I was able to take it back to Eclipse and uh, they installed it for me. There was three M like the three M molding tape or whatever, the clear, real thin tape on it. There's like three rows of it. And they had like a bonding agent they used so it would stick to the stealth wrap. And then um, they also put the uh, ceramic coating on it for me. So that's cool. Thank you, Eclipse. Definitely looks a lot better in person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's there's a little bit of a shadowing and stuff in that picture. So it's it makes the lip look bigger than it is, even though the lip is kind of large, but it is rounded. Mm-hmm. Um, I would prefer like a more something that came down and was more flush, but that's uh, fine. Yeah, what about good. you, Matt? been exciting for you the last two weeks nada nothing nothing crazy huh no 
What are you drinking? Uh, what am I drinking? You and Cabana I, Boy. You and I both have the uh, Cabana yeah. Boy, which is uh, good. Grainworks. Out of Grain, yeah. Westchester, Ohio. And this is a uh, what? Pineapple milkshake, milkshake IPA. Good. 7.2 ABV. It's uh, not as uh, hazy as, I mean, it is hazy, yeah. but this got a really, really light coloring to it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. I like it, it is surprisingly good. Mr. Naren's got a PBR, but you brought us some, a couple special things back, right? Yes. Uh, we get Alaska brewing uh, stuff here locally, but this came from Alaska, and this is a Smash Galaxy. Um, so it is a... Uh, it has 86 IBUs, Matt. Ooh. <laughs> it's a 8.5, and it's a double IPA. And this one, I am not even going to try to pronounce. It's a, I'll let somebody else. Mantanuska? Yeah. So this company? This is uh, Palmer, Palmer, Alaska. And I bought it. Actually, I bought it just for the can right. art. So cool. And we'll take a picture of that and uh, have a better better put picture. Our, put it on our Insta. Put it on our Instagram. But yeah, uh, so I had a I had a six pack or four pack. I had a four pack of these, and this is the only one left. That's a six what? Uh, seven. It's a six point seven. What was the name of it? Astro Fuzz Hazy IPA. I like, it. and then the fuzz is P H U Z Z. I like uh, yeah. that. Let me see that picture again. What is he holding? Like a, it, it's a, like blaster. a little, little blaster. See on the front right here. It has it. Oh awesome. yeah, that's awesome. Hmm. Cool. You want to open one of those up? Yeah. All righty. Um, anything exciting? I mean, I think most of the excitement has been Darren's trip. I haven't really been doing much. My fridge went out. My kitchen fridge went out this week, but oh. having to deal with uh, LG and trying to get a hold of them. And luckily, I think it's under warranty because it's the. Uh, the compressor, but uh, they're not coming out until this coming week to check it out. So, kind of had to bring. Luckily, I do have another full size fridge in my basement, so we were able to bring everything down to that. And uh, you know, we'll deal with it. But I, I, I told all, I told everybody in the house I was going to put a sticky note on the fridge upstairs, and I'm going to put everybody's name on it. And I'm going to say every time you open this fridge to get something, put a little mark. I've done it twice. I don't know how many times everybody else has done it, but I've done it twice in the last you know four days. Opening the fridge to get something, and well, there's nothing in there because it's off. <laughs> Thank you, sir. But uh, what about you, Matt? You did anything? You had something cool last night. Cool last night. What did I do? Uh, parade. Your daughter? No. Yeah, homecoming parade. And I wasn't. She, in, I wasn't in it. Right, was, but she was. It was the first time she got to march or she rode something like on that, a little right? float with all of her little cheerleading friends. That was pretty cool. Something different. It was exciting. Mm. It's the first parade I've been to, and Man, I don't know experience. how long. Not been to parade in a while. So so hoppy on the nose. Man, it's got a really light body to it. Uh huh. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's not super. Like it's dry. Did you say it was dry hopped? Uh, I don't remember. I don't know if it said it dry hopped. Mm, it's man, that it's got like a little nutty finish. So so this goes along with my uh, uh, trip to Alaska. It says Aurora hunting is a favorite winter activity in Alaska. Brilliant colored lights are commonly seen dancing across the night skies. Like heaven, Astro Fuzz, no badge required. 
That's cool. Cheers. To your awesome trip. Yeah, except for the your travel. The travel sucked. Trip. Don't spill it on the laptop. Yeah, the 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 two full days of travel was very hard on me and Elizabeth. Luckily, <laughs> she making fun of you for wearing Crocs and Crocs socks. socks and shorts. I said, and but you had a hoodie. I was like, what did you? What did you want? You want you to wear like a I, business I suit or I something? I don't know. <laughs> it was it was eighteen degrees when we went. And but got you knew the, when you got home, it was going to be warm. Right. That's why I said I'll strip the socks off when I get. <laughs> you know, I mean, I. I literally had to, we dropped the car off and walked inside. I said, that's all I, I just didn't want my, my feet to get cold. Cause if my feet get cold, I get cold. But she made fun of me. So I, you know, I had my tall socks on. So I made sure I pulled them all the way up (laughs) and she stayed, you know, she stayed a little bit away from me just because of that. Uh, That's hilarious. Cause I I don't, I can see her face. I don't care. You know, I don't care what other, I was like, She was like, "Well, people look at you." I said, "I don't. I'm never going to see any yeah. of these people have again." Have I ever cared what yeah, anyone thinks I, about me? Yeah, and have I ever cared? Ever, <laughs> ever, ever. <laughs> That's awesome. From InceptiveMind.com, an ultra high speed ship that can transmit data at speeds of more than ten gigabits a second. Man, why are we getting your head cut off, there, buddy? <laughs> You, sl- you like slouching? The, almost like the camera needs to get in a little bit. No, Maybe. I'm probably slouching. Um, so they're, uh, this company over in, uh, was it Israel? Singapore. Singapore. Um, so they are developing this new chip, and he's holding it in the picture there. And it says, uh, you know, even though 5G is not completely deployed everywhere yet, they're already developing the next-gen uh, network technology known as 6G. Of course, that's going to be so, next, right? Now that I got my new phone and it's 5G, do you guys, because you have 5G phones, do you turn your 5G off? Cause there's no, I just let it do whatever. But it, does, it usually doesn't connect 5G all the time. So I just didn't know if it would play a part in battery life because uh, really there's hasn't. not much 5G around. Mine's yeah. set to auto, so. Yeah, mine's on auto. But again, I don't I haven't really been as many, I haven't traveled and stuff like I normally would, so it could impact it, I guess. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I haven't really seen it. Not enough to worry to worry about changing it yet. Sidebar. Yeah, of course we couldn't get more than two <laughs> sentences in, Darren. No, um, scientists from uh, Nanyang Technology Technology Technological University in Singapore and Asaka University in Japan have built a new ultra-fast wireless chip, which enables data transmission speeds that it surpasses the current fifth-gen five G standards of telecommunications. The novel chip can transmit transmit terahertz waves resulting in a data rate of 11 gigas, gigabits per second, which is capable of supporting real-time uncompressed 4K video and exceeds the current theoretical limit of 10 gigabit for 5G wireless. That is just mind-blowing. When I When I first saw this article, I was like, okay, this is probably clickbait. And then I started reading, and I was it, like, yeah, it's, the, <laughs> it's, it's the real deal. Um, because they're generating terahertz waves, and it is difficult and expensive. It requires special lasers, and the frequency is limited. Therefore, the team used a new material to transmit called Photonic Topological Insulators, or PTI for short, that transmits terahertz terahertz waves at high speeds using Photonic Topological Isolators, say that three times fast, which use the movement of photons instead of electrons, 
They have been able to solve two of the biggest issues uh, around material defects and transmission error rates found in conventional waveguides, such as crystals or hollow cables like a fiber optic cable. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, it allows light waves to be conducted on the surface and the edges of the insulators, akin to a train following uh, railroads rather than through the material. When the light waves along the photonic topological insulators, it can be with that, I got to say, it can be redirected around sharp corners and its flow will resist being distributed by material imperfections, which with fiber optic cable, you can't have sharp ends because so, the, the glass will fracture and cause signal loss at that point. So so when uh, I got my uh, fiber in today. Yeah, yeah, we forgot what? it. We even, didn't oh, even talk geez. about yeah. that. You got fiber installed today? <laughs> yes. So, wow, must be nice. So he wasn't happy with the, because uh, I got the, the gigabit with the 250 up. And uh, he said he wasn't happy, the, the installer wasn't happy with the speeds because I was only getting like 920 mm -hmm. and 230 up or something. So he was like, well, I don't think I bent the cable, you know, more than I should have. Yeah. Because these, the, the drops, they're pre-done. Oh, okay. So he but, measured it out. And so he knew, didn't, he just coils it up, whatever so the there extra was. So there was, well, they, they can, they have a little splice, splicer mm -hmm. if they need to, but... They have coil links set at different lengths, so he measured out how much it would take to get to the drop. Yeah, just got to use the closest one, and then use the one closest to that. Because so, I mean, that stuff's easy to coil up. Yeah, I'm sure he put a little bit at the top. Uh, so there's a, a coil loop at the pole, coil loop at my yeah. midspan pole, coil loop at my house, and then a coil loop coming into there. Your fiber is just flying in the sky. Yeah. Well, it's. It no, it's, it, it's, it's flat. It's a flat cable. Oh, it's flat. So they probably have. Is it dual? Is it dual mode? No, it's single, only single. single it's a single, single strand. Cool. Hmm. Yeah, I want to to see a picture of but, that. But 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 he was he was uh he was worried that he did something to the cable and come to find out it was just a bad splice on the port that he put me in. So, so he put me in a different port, nice. put a ticket in because I mean it's a brand new system. So. Yeah, I'm sure they're gonna have a few of those spread out. That's cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not. I mean, the speed to me, like I would. I would. I definitely want more upload. My download's completely fine. I think we're about the same on the download. But your freaking latency. You had two milliseconds and eight seconds loaded. And eight, unloaded and then eight seconds loaded, which is ridiculous. <laughs> Mine's probably twenty something unloaded and probably a hundred and something loaded. May I might see it down to like sixty or seventy loaded. Or that's that's just crazy, dude. All the kids would be crying if I was playing the games with them. <laughs> that's why that's probably why you know, some of these guys are so good, man. Yeah. That eight milliseconds, freaking loaded latency. Anyway, second sidebar. <laughs> um, by by employing terahertz technology, they can potentially boost interchip and in, intra and interchip communications to support artificial intelligence and cloud-based technologies such as interconnected self-driving cars, which will need to transmit data quickly to other nearby cars and infrastructure to navigate better and also avoid accidents. Um, this discovery could pave the way for more PTI terahertz interconnects, structures that connect various components in a circuit to be integrated into wireless communications devices to give the next generation 6G communications an unprecedented terabits per second speed, which is 10 to 100 times faster than 5G Can you in the imagine? future. <laughs> we don't even have full 5G yet. Oh, no. so. yeah. We've not even, like scraped yeah, the but, potential but everything, of 5G. But everything you've seen about 5G, you know, they're standing pretty much underneath the transmitter 
and they're they're pulling almost 10 gigs and you're just like man that's crazy yep. but until you can you know do the vast i mean like most houses you're running dual 2.4 yeah. and 5 and you know the 5 is just so much smaller of yeah. a of a path that it, it it and you think about Moore's law with like mm-hmm. uh processing chips i mean it, it applies to not it applies to a lot of different technologies including this so while you thinking, well, we just got five G. Now they're already well. It's just going to keep like it's it's going to every adoption and iteration is going to be faster and faster than previously before. So what was the uh, somebody was talking about or some scientist that that is it part of Moore's law where it that technology will like quadruple? It's it. So Moore's law is technology will double every eighteen months. Okay, every eighteen months. That's or, or like whatever the current technology will be twice as good, and 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 in most cases, it's it's been true. Um, there have been a few cases, depending on the technology, um, where it's been either bet even even faster or or a little slower than that. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, most things in computing anyway um, right. have still been keeping up with it, which is crazy. <laughs> so, from Blue Origin, they announced that William Shatner. The captain himself will be going up in uh, their next mission, their new Shepard mission, uh, which is the 18th mission. So this was October 4th. Today is October 9th. Yes. Um, it says William Shatner and Blue Origins Audrey Powers to fly on New Shepard's 18th mission. Um, it says that the actor William Shatner and Audrey Powers, Blue Origins Vice President of Mission and Flight Operations, will fly on board New Shepard's NS-18. They will join crewmates Chris Bose Hewson. And Glenn DeVeres, or Vares, I'm probably saying that wrong, but for the flight which lifts off from launch site one on October 12th. So what is that, Tuesday? So did they get their FAA stuff fixed, I guess? I think, I think yeah. They, they, they did get uh, approval to start flying again. Okay, because yeah. I know they, they got pretty much a... You're not going to do that again yeah, yeah. from their last flight. So Yep. So here's a picture of uh, Mr. Shatner and uh, Miss, I don't know, Mrs. or Mrs. But Audrey Powers. So she's worked for Blue Origin from the beginning, apparently. Oh, she's cool. been there for a long time. Um, and it goes into, like, you know, most people, I assume, who know who William Shatner is. You know, he's been an actor for 60 years. He's the Priceline guy. <laughs> Captain, That's how I know him. Captain James T. Kirk, man. Oh. Dang. What is that? Star, Star Trek? That's Star-, oh. Star Wars, right? <laughs> he didn't even. Well, he wasn't played. He in the originated movie. the role he, uh, starting in 1966. Uh, the series spawned was, a feature film franchise where Shatner returned for Captain Kirk in seven of the Star Trek movies, mm-hmm. one of which he directed. Mm-hmm. He has long wanted to travel to space and will become the oldest person to have flown to space. How old is he now? Uh, I don't think it said it in here. I'm going to guess he's 77. Um, it says he is currently the host and executive producer of Unexplained on the History Channel. Uh, from the producers of Ancient Aliens and the Curse of Oak Island, the one-hour nonfiction series explores the world's most fascinating, strange, and inexplicable mysteries. You are way off. What'd you say? 77? 77. What is He's he? freaking 90. What? What? Are you kidding me? Is that a he current was, picture? He was born in March 22nd of 1931. Wow, he looks good for 90, man. Wow. I mean, yeah, this is the picture that they're showing. That look, that's not too yeah, much. Yeah, it's not too much off. Crazy, crazy. Nine. 
The that, shat is That 90. just shows you what Botox and plastic surgery can do, people. <laughs> and a personal chef. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. um, I've heard about space for a long time now. I'm taking the opportunity to see it for myself. What a miracle, said William Shatner. He's heard about space, huh? He's heard about huh. it. Huh. Um, uh, Audrey Powers. I wonder who, if he heard about it from the Klingons. <laughs> Audrey joined Blue Origin in 2013 and oversees all new Shepard flight operations, vehicle maintenance, and launch, landing, and ground support infrastructure. In collaboration with New Shepard's safety and mission assurance team, test flight and operations, chief engineers, and external partners, Audrey played a lead role in the multi-year process to certify New Shepard for human flight. Prior to leading New Shepard's mission and flight operations team, she served as Deputy, Deputy General Counsel and Vice President of Legal and Compliance for Blue Origin, overseeing a wide variety of legal, regulatory, and policy matters. She's, she's smart. She, like, runs the company, <coughs> yeah, sounds pretty like. Much. She uh, also works as an engineer for almost a decade before <laughs> becoming a lawyer. As a guidance and controls engineer, she was a flight controller for NASA with 2,000 hours of console time and mission control for the International Space Station program. <laughs> In addition she to really serving smart. as an executive sponsor of Blue Origin's New Mercury Gender Diversity Business Resource Group, she is a pilot and serves as chair of the board of directors for the Commercial Spaceflight Federation. Yeah, she's she's really, more really impressive smart. than William Shatner yeah, by far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she said, um, I'm, that's, that's heck of a resume right there. I mean, oh my gosh. She said, I'm so proud and humbled to fly on behalf of the Team Blue. I'm excited to continue writing Blue's human spaceflight history. Uh, I is a part of the amazing. I uh, I was a part of the amazing effort we assembled for New Shepard's Human Flight Certification Review, a years-long initiative completed in July of 2021. As an engineer and a lawyer with more than two decades of experience in air in the aerospace industry, I have great confidence in our New Shepard team and the vehicle we've deployed. The live launch coverage uh, will, be, will begin, and you can watch it on BlueOrigin.com at t90 at t minus 90 minutes. The liftoff is currently targeted for 8.30 uh, Central Daylight Time, 13.30 Universal UTC. I think it's Universal. I forget what the exact acronym is. And it, it, was, it will be from their launch site one in West Texas. So in the U.S., that will be Tuesday, 10.12, October 12th. Um, can you guys look up that conversion? What uh, time 8.30 CDT is in Eastern? Or or um, is that is that I think that's Central Daylight Time. So what mm-hmm. that should be ten thirty here. Yeah, it's I two think. hours. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be Tuesday morning, October twelfth. Central three. It could be three now, but we haven't changed yet, so I'm not sure. But um, it'll be around um, ten between eight and ten a.m. Uh, Eastern. Uh, well, U.S. depending on what time zone you are in the U.S. on Tuesday morning, the twelfth. So. It's twelve fifty three, so they're only an hour right now. Okay, so nine thirty a.m. Eastern. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Uh, this flight follows Blue Origin's successful uh, first human flight on July twentieth, which included Jeff Bezos, Mark Bezos, aviation pioneer Wally Funk, and Blue Origin's first customer Oliver Damon. And then there's a recap, a link um, to that if you want to go check that out. Also on board NS eighteen will be thousands of postcards from Blue Origin's foundation club for the future. So That's I guess cool. they're going to take them up and then bring them back down. And, and then I don't know if that goes to people that are already in the club or if you can buy them or whatnot. I haven't looked at the details for that. Speaking of postcards, did you guys get a postcard yet? I have not. Did you send us one? Yeah. Cool. Hmm. Did you beat it here? Were, were you, we, uh, we were you it. Was it from the Hot Springs? No, we sent it like the day before we left. Oh, really? 
Yeah, but um, my my neighbors got from theirs your already. house. No, from we, oh, you sent it from no. Okay. We we wanted to make sure they were postmarked from Alaska. Well, that's, that's cool. cool. No, yeah. I haven't I haven't checked my mail today either, but could be today. Yeah, maybe. Your hmm. neighbor got a win yesterday. We'll probably get it today then. Yeah. Cool. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's cool. Um, so if you guys want to check that out, I'll, I'll be I'll try to check it out if I have time while yeah. I'm working um, since it's in the morning, but. Uh, yeah, I just I just wonder how like how often they're going to have these missions and stuff. Um, and but, I wonder if they're I wonder if William I wonder if William is paying or if they're doing it as like a he, PR thing. He, it's probably a PR thing. It doesn't really but say. But they didn't say I I didn't see anywhere unless I missed it. Are they going up for like the three the minutes? Same thing. Okay. Same thing. And then, yeah. Yep. Same thing that they did. Not, um, not quite as impressive as the uh, as uh, as the inspiration as inspiration for, for it, that's mean, for sure. Which did you watch the last episode? Yeah, yeah I bawled. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. That that Elizabeth looked over at me. Did you watch we, any of that? Man? When we were in uh, we were in Alaska, and I was sitting over there, and <laughs> she was like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "I was like, yeah, it's just a great story." I mean, it's like it's probably the best documentary I've ever seen yeah. in my life. It's just cool. Oh my gosh. It's cool that they raised over two hundred million for St. Jude. Like um, Elon contributed fifty. Um, Jared, which was the initial yeah, flight, he, he, he did a hundred to start it off. And then Elon did fifty, and then I think just through the through the live streams and stuff, they did yeah, all the Super Bowl. They're and well and over yeah. uh, two hundred, which is well. And it's I the think, largest one-time donation that St. Jude's ever received. And I think I think the reason you know. It, it was almost to the end, and, and it didn't look like they were going to make their mark. And then that's when Elon tweeted out, put me down for when 50. They, when they landed, right? they were like, you know, and he's like, I'm down for 50. So that yeah. catapulted them right there. Well, and they're not even done yet because there's an auction website that you can go to to buy. The um, art and stuff There's things did. on there. I don't know if she's selling the stuff that she drew while she was up there or not, but – there's, I think it's still up. There's still, there, is there still raising money? So it's that not freaking over yet. dragon was awesome. Yeah, from Electric.co. So Tesla is building Model Y bodies with single front and single rear casting. So uh, this is a manufacturing first, and they didn't really announce this. So in um, we seen the actual pictures. Here's a, I, I, I don't think I, I think this is the picture that they may have shown during. Um, I don't know if it was AI day or what. I think it says it in here. But it says, in a manufacturing first, Tesla started building Model Y bodies with two giant single casting pieces for the front and the back. Um, they've been pre preparing to start production of the Model Y at two new factories, which will be Berlin and Texas. Um, and then he has been hyping the new Model Y to be built at those factories as a revolution in auto body engineering. So I think the plan was to auto was always to do the the, the, the bigger castings at those two facilities. But in the picture, and I don't know that maybe this is from one of those. I don't know, but um, he said he's referring to the Tesla to Tesla using the mega casting parts to have single body pieces for the rear and the front. Um, over the last few years, they've been heavily investing in the casting and alloy technology to enable larger casted parts that have the capacity to greatly simplify manufacturing. They they even acquired several units of the biggest casting machines in the world. Um, they already produce the Model Y with a single rear body piece. There's a picture of that. Uh, that replaced 70 different parts that they were making previously. Uh, earlier this year, a picture of the first single front casting part of the Model Y produced at Gigafactory Texas leaked. Um, it appears a few months later, Tesla confirmed that it is now producing the Model Y body with the two parts. 
So I guess Fremont is now doing it with those two as well. So I didn't see in this article at all, but I mean, you know, just that one little subframe mm -hmm. took 70 parts down yeah. to one. Yeah. Wonder what just the, the two halves one. did for the, I mean, cause that's, that's, that's crazy because yeah. you're taking away human error of not tightening bolts or the number of robots, the number of robots, number of steps. Yeah. So you're shortening the time. The quality should be better. Um, the you know they should be able to build them quicker. The one question I think it does mention in here is when you're in an accident though. Mm -hmm. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. So that could be an issue, right? Oh yeah. Because now if you get an accident, you could potentially replace the driver side part of the sub front subframe. The passenger side, you know, because those are, in theory, Separate. parts that could be kind of cut out. But now if it's one solid molded piece, yeah, what's that going to look like? Well, because pretty much you're any any cast part. Yeah, you can't you really. You cannot really weld it right. back. So I didn't even think about that downfall. Yeah. But, but does that mean is, it's structurally is, more. Is it structurally, yeah. Like resilient it, to. Right. right. I mean, they already and, have a great crash rating test. Right. Uh, so. Maybe it just makes it makes the it'll make the repair a little. It's going to make the repair more expensive because they'll have to replace that entire piece, or in some cases, they, it may have to be totaled because they can't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's well, going to be interesting. Yeah, it'll be. interesting. I don't want to, to find see. out. So yeah. and I and I don't I I don't remember this, but it was probably in there. That, I guess this picture was from the Q two financial results that we talked about a couple of podcasts ago. We there was a lot of pictures, so we kind of went through a bunch of them. But I guess it says that. Um, Ooh, nice. So, uh, and nobody really caught it. I think what happened, they said, it apparently went unnoticed, but a former Tesla employee with knowledge of the Model Y body was able to confirm the picture that, from the picture, that these bodies feature both the single front and rear casting uh, as re uh, parts and reached out to electric. This is the first in auto manufacturing and is successful, could change the game. A source familiar with Tesla's body engineering listed some of the other many benefits of such a design. Um, you save on new factory space. CapEx, you eliminate hundreds of welding robots and stamping machines. Better NVH. Uh, what, I'm not sure what NVH it's good, means. It's good. It's good. I'm, you know, um, get more. Oh, I, I forgot about that one. Lighter and increased range because the part doesn't weigh as much because it's not made of as many pieces. Um, mm -hmm. Make manufacturing simpler by reducing the number of of stamping and welding, uh, saving the elimination, saving from eliminating tooling maintenance costs of welding and stamping, vertical integration, better supply chain control, and so many other benefits. Because if they're making that stamp part, they don't have to rely on. Because if they were making it previously from a bunch of seventy other different parts, I'm sure they weren't making all those. So now yeah, they now they're stamping it in house, and they don't have to rely on somebody else to make it. And um, this is. Their new alloy too, too right? Yeah, they, like they so made this alloy to they do this. Press yeah, they had to make a special formulated or, or whatever special formulated alloy to be able to to because it was it would get it, the, the, be able to do the heat just right, the temperature correctly, and then also cool down enough in between each piece. So, so, so maybe some part of that new alloy is its increased durability. Could be. Two impacts or whatever, like that would be cool. Maybe this is gonna be some like freaky new alloy that everyone's <laughs> gonna want to make. Maybe castings with. Maybe it's like the was it the second or third Terminator where it could just turn into whatever liquid it metal. Yeah, it was liquid and metal. Just reform itself. Just reform itself. <laughs> you get in an accident, it just goes poop. But the end goal, <laughs> the end goal is to ultimately take this to the next step. Would be to join 
both the rear and the front single molded pieces with the structural battery pack. Yeah. So when they get the new 4680 battery packs, which in itself is a structural component, mm -hmm. then it will be able to tie those two together. So now I don't know how many pieces that's going to reduce, but it says they, um, they've indicated, uh, indicated that the integration of the new cells and the structural battery pack might not be introduced with the start of Model Y production at the new factories. It can um, be. The 4680 is not. Yeah. From what I've seen and read and Googled. It's, it's just not it's, ready yet. It's not. So they, they've been. But what been, if it is? Uh, that would be cool. Like, like, how, are, how are they keeping that under wraps, though? I mean. I don't know. Well, what have I been sending you guys on TikTok the last few days? That I don't think the people want to know what you've been sending me on TikTok. <laughs> The story about the the Tesla Roadster with the experimental that is pretty oh, dope. That was the experimental dope. motor. That is really cool. I guarantee you, there's Model Ys out there that yeah. have stuff oh, yeah. in them that, sure. that you don't. So that already have the forty six eighties in them. Mm -hmm. So well, not maybe customers, but cus well, customers might not even know they have it. True. When the three back in twenty eighteen, when the three was first like coming online, Kevin told me about how they somehow or whatever fitted like the drivetrain stuff and other components of the three into S's to use those as mules. Oh, to test? To test. Because they that way because they, they didn't have to build the whole car yet. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. We don't so you're get... you're right. There could be who I mean who knows what's up. Maybe maybe the forty six eighties are in yeah. new S's, maybe. new plaids or something. Yeah, maybe. So I, I think if they don't do it this year, it'll be sometime next year when they get the new when the forty six eighties are actually put into production, which will have the structural you know you have the structural battery pack. Now you have the front and rear fully casted moldings that go along with that. I just wonder like how much does that reduce the manufacturing time and cost um, so that they it helps them stay competitive. I'm, I'm sure we'll touch on that yeah. in like episode forty two or yeah. something. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, the, way, the way the way stuff's been coming out, yeah. It might be, you know, the next episode. Yeah, this was a cool part. Um, so casting large parts is hard, and we believe that Tesla didn't just order the biggest casting machines in the world to achieve this, but they also developed a custom alloy with the joint Tesla SpaceX material team to make such large casted parts possible. So they've got cross-collaboration between the Tesla mm -hmm. and SpaceX teams, and they've got these material science, you know, material engineers, whatever mm -hmm. they're called, so they're because they're they're making they they could make the, they could use it both for Teslas and for Falcon Nines or the Falcon Heavy or uh, space space uh, Starship or who knows right yeah um, don't worry I won't say what the the metal is <laughs> um, so this this article was published before they did so they just had their uh, investor. Um, their investor meeting, which I think I sent you guys the video, and if you had a time, there was really only about fifteen minutes of Elon speaking, but they, it was from Austin. He did it from the Austin Gigafactory, mm. and he also announced that they are moving their headquarters from California to Austin. But he did say, and he was very adamant that they are still going to grow and expand Fremont and in their operations mm -hmm. in California. They're not moving out of California. They're just moving the headquarters from California to. Austin, Texas. So, but it makes sense because not only is the new Gigafactory there, and that's where the Y and the and the Cybertruck are going to be produced, but that's also where SpaceX mm -hmm. space the space. Uh, I'm sure financially, going to Texas plays a big part yes. in that decision. Well, I think cost of living, 
Um, maybe more people to pull from for you know hiring regulations. Um, yeah, wouldn't, maybe. Wouldn't, um, wouldn't business overall like wouldn't your business having its its home offices in Texas be potentially taxed differently than probably he may California get, he may, he may be or getting something? some kind of tax breaks and stuff for doing that as well. I guarantee but, you, there's a huge uh, tax deferment. Yeah. I mean. I mean, there's Our, a reason he put the new space base there, right? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and he's building the Gigafactory there. But he's also building new Gigafactories at other places, too. So I mean, hopefully you, we get one on the East Coast somewhere close enough to where we can visit. Oh, how, how do you that'd think, be awesome. How do you think, like, just the, the big warehouses that we have here, they get, like, a 9- or 10-year yeah. tax abatement? To, Which I get it, right? I get why in. it's done because then that incentivizes them to build here. But, what but I also is, think... As soon as it's over, if you don't give them another break, they, they, move, move. they move out somewhere else. And I, and I think, and, and to me, like it should be, it shouldn't be based solely off of that. And I, and I don't think it is, but I don't know. I don't agree with that fully. I think um, they give them too much sometimes because, you know, they just want the payroll taxes or whatever. But it needs to taper. It needs to be like so much for That's the first one or two years. And then every year after that, Drop, you adjust, yeah. right? Not that, just a continuous. Eight to ten years, you have a complete tax abatement. I agree with that. There was another graph that was, sh- I think Elon tweeted it, and I don't have it up, but uh, so at uh, the battery at AI Day, when they're talking about all the, the technology for the self driving and, and the new dojo and uh, supercomputer and all that, they kept, they said a couple times, like, hey, we're hiring, go to tesla.com slash careers or whatever. They showed like uh, this graph of the applications since they AI, since AI Day. And it's like straight up. It's like so. There's a ton mm-hmm. of people. So like you there's, know, there's, they they get they're gonna hire they're gonna hire the best and the brightest, and they want them because they want to keep this stuff rolling. But but think about think about the the best and brightest might only have a high school education. But he does, yeah, right. And that's and that's Elon said he's. I don't yeah. care if you have a college degree if you can prove to right. me. You're that you're a smart person. I right? mean, there's there's people out there that doesn't do do well in school, but they're brilliant, you know. And, yeah. and the world needs more of those. Yes, some and, people are self taught. Yeah, I mean, just if you watch the Inspiration Four, the the what was her name, the uh, the, the Doctor Proctor. Yeah, Doctor Proctor. Her dad was. He worked for NASA. He worked for NASA. Apollo. And he was self taught. Trig. Everything, all self. Yeah, he cool. went in, you know. It's in the story. I mean, I don't want to run it for everybody, mm. but they were like, "You taught yourself all this," and he was like, "Yeah, <laughs> dropout, high school dropout." Yeah. yeah, if you're interested in SpaceX or space or anything, That's awesome. Go watch Inspiration Four or Countdown to the Countdown. Yeah, to, it was Countdown to Inspiration Four or, or Countdown to Space or something, but. It's super cool. It's about the whole mission. There was like four episodes prior, and then they did like a. It was like almost a two-hour. Yeah, it was. It was uh, really, really about, good. You know when they landed, and then and then uh, coming back doing touchdown and everything, and it's awesome. Hmm. It's like countdown to countdown to inspiration or countdown, uh, to, countdown inspiration mission to space. Countdown, to, yeah, it's super cool. Check it out. Um, it's worth a watch if you like that stuff. <laughs> From uh, Tesla's Q3 2021 vehicle production and deliveries. I guess this is more just like a, it was a press release. This is not the full Q3 results yet. We should have those soon. But this was from October 2nd, and uh, they released this. It's If you notice, they says Austin, Texas, because they're changing the headquarters to Austin. So now all the press releases are coming from there. 
But uh, basically, it says um, this is just the delivery numbers. So, I, dude, I just if they make trailers like look like that, I mean, I know that's probably the, rendered. The, but, the, but the only thing is, is that trailer could not be that close to the cab because it would not be able to turn. See how it's rounded though? It I almost looks like it could. Unless that was concaved in, in the trailer like yeah, that. Yeah, on the back of it. Because there's a lot of times you have to jackknife your trailer to back to into back things. In. So it just looks, I it, just like it, the way it, it looks. It looks sleek, yes, but that physically needs to will be not enough, work. enough of a gap. Yeah. We didn't, we just didn't ruin my dreams. Dude. I'm just saying. I'm hearing Elon say, hold my beer right now. <laughs> More power to you, Mr. Musk. But um, so basically, this was Q2 deliveries. Um, so Q3. they, I'm Q3. sorry, I'm sorry, Q3, Q3. Um, they produced approximately 238,000 vehicles and delivered 240,000 vehicles, which is a record. Again, last quarter it was a record. Now this is another one. So model S and X, super low. They produced 8,900 uh, ish, delivered about 9,200, almost 9,300. Um, and then model three and Y, which I wish they would break these out. I really do, but. Um, I don't like how they combine them. I wish they would break them all, all three or four, four models rather. Yeah. Uh, model three and Y, they they produced almost two hundred and twenty nine thousand and delivered just over two hundred and thirty two thousand uh, for a total of two hundred thirty eight produced two hundred forty one ish delivered. Um, where where does the delivery number come from being higher than the production? Because be- if we go back to but, because but they, if we go back to Q two. Q2, they sold out. I think they probably um, weren't able to deliver some of the ones they made in Q2 before oh, Q3 started. Okay, that's a good so point. So some of the ones that were produced right at the end of Q2 didn't get delivered until they, Q3. So they didn't count until the Q3. Right. Oh, okay. I didn't Which was only that. what, I think it was what, uh, t- like less than 2,000, right around 2,000. That that difference, so it wasn't a huge okay. part of it. I'm just trying to like figure out where that leftover <clears> came from, but I guess if they're going by actual, like, Signing of the papers, right? Well, if it that's, doesn't happen, and if you see that subject to operating lease accountability, so that's like, was all the paperwork in? Was it right? Did they have to go back and change anything? Like, there's probably a little bit of variation there. That's mm-hmm. why you. See, I don't know. Twenty percent seems kind of high for the S and the X, but I don't know why that is. But the other ones are like six. But it, it does say down in the uh, all yeah, the, the little. Uh, it says that. Um, uh, cash flow results will be announced along with the rest of our financial performance when we announce Q3 earnings. Our delivery count should be viewed as slightly conservative as we only count a car as delivered if it is transferred to the customer and all paperwork is correct. Final numbers could vary by up to 0.5% or more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tesla vehicle deliveries represent only a measure, uh, only one measure of the company's financial performance and should be should not be relied on as an indicator of quarterly financial results. Because remember, when we looked at the Q2 results, they were making money from chargers. They were making money from maintenance or from uh, the service centers. Um, so it wasn't just the vehicles. And, and yeah. then they, you know, they also sell the accessories and stuff. So um, you can go and buy like floor mats and T-shirts aftermarket and accessories. And well, I was trying to get the tire repair kit, which includes the DC inflator. And the tire, the tire gel, which if you get a flat, there's no spare. So you can buy this kit, fill it up with a gel to get you to a tire repair place to replace the tire or whatnot. I remember I told you yeah. they, they finally came back in stock. They were out of them, so I ordered two of them so me and Joey both could have one. Like three mo- three weeks later, I got an email that my order was canceled, and then I got another email saying 
that it would be my that was refunded and that they, they can no longer get these, so they're discontinued and they're going to be coming out with a new version. Mm. So well, I still good. I still don't have one, and <laughs> I'm I'm but they just, were like seventy bucks a piece. I'm just surprised that as much as Tesla is trying to be on the cusp of the cutting edge, that they just haven't just done run flats. Yeah, maybe make, make their own tire, run flat. You don't have to worry about it. Oh, make their own yes. tire. Or partner with somebody. I mean, tire I mean, technology is probably tire technology's pretty involved. I mean, with I mean, Michelin's making EV special special right. EV tires now. I don't know, but that would be cool if they made something. Didn't we read about? Wasn't there one manufacturer that was going to make their own tires that were like impenetrable or it, something? It was one that uh, on was that one Mercedes that turned that, into a that, ball and you could like roll it. <laughs> no, seriously. No, I know, but I don't remember. But I think I thought we had something that had it, that. It in was there. it was some kind of crazy supercar or whatever. But yeah. the 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 tires were actually a ball. Yeah. That could shift and like. I think it was you, the Mercedes, the it, one that the yeah. uh, the lady was driving with the, the blue. The, yeah, they were like three. You could turn like longer. They were almost like a, a three. Yeah, it was a sphere. Yeah, and then you know, like if you had and a they parallel were in, park, they were it just impenetrable. Went, yeah, that's crazy. Do you not well, remember that? No, well, I weren't, do. wasn't okay. there another one too? Maybe we saw something we covered, but it was a uh, something I seen or we shared. There was like a an airless tire. Yeah, I think it's Michelin's doing that. Is that? It's got, it's got like a honeycomb yeah. web in between yeah. where it mounts so, the wheel. So it didn't matter if you got a nail or something in it. Oh right. yeah, no, not at all. Because because I can be cool. I can actually get those for my mower. Yep, but they're oh, pretty expensive okay. though. But if you never have to worry about a flat tire, yeah, but you still have to worry about wear and yeah. But if you don't have to worry about a flat, like right. if you get a, a a hole or a puncture yeah, in the when, sidewall, you've got to replace the, when, the tire. When, when was the last time you had a flat? Um, uh, six weeks ago. Oh yeah, I forgot. Prius. She, she ran over something. Yeah, it was, it was a freaking okay. roofing so, name. Megan, so, so when was the last Megan time before that? Uh, two years ago when I went to Michigan in the Prius, I ran over a freaking bolt. Oh, I remember that. So yeah. the left back tire and the right back tire both have plugs in them right now. <laughs> but, I mean, we took it to Tesla and we had it serviced. I had a, the 75,000-mile service done, which took they did. Took it to Toyota, you mean? Tesla. Yes. <laughs> it's like, something, you something took with, your Toyota to Tesla? They probably took the Prius. <laughs> what? They so scoffed they did, at you. They they did the 75,000-mile warranty, so it was a transmission fluid change. Oh, yeah. You had like the whole nine yards done to that freaking car. The uh, engine, they the regular coolant. So there's a coolant regular coolant system, then there's the battery coolant system. Yeah. Transmission, rear differential. They checked everything. They said I still got sixty percent on my brakes, which I was surprised because April is super hard on brakes. Like she just waits to the last minute. I think all women. Does it have regen on it at all? <laughs> it does. Yeah. So that probably helps a but little it doesn't, bit. Doesn't nothing like the Tesla though. Uh, it doesn't have like one pedal. I think the Prius Prime might have one pedal, but okay. ours doesn't. And then they said the tires are because it's what they go by. It's like ten thirty. It's like six thirty seconds. Is what and they the, told you it had le- remaining? And they said they don't recommend replacement until it gets to like three or four. So she said you probably got another 20,000 miles on them. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah, but I think we talked about this. A lot of it was age. highway. Well, a lot of it was highway, which they said they were fine. Yeah, but didn't we say that the tires up, were already yeah. five years old? But as long as, but it gets driven every day. So they're not like sitting dry riding uh, out. Yeah. But they said they were fine. They didn't recommend them being replaced. But, yeah, I mean, if we start having issues, then maybe – I'd say probably next year I'm just going to replace them anyway, if we still have it. 
I'm just waiting for the new Model Y with the 4680 batteries. As soon as that is available, I'll probably pre-order that, and, and then we'll we'll sell the Prius. You gonna you gonna get a long range or a performance yeah, of the 4680? No, long range. I want a long range. That way, we if we want to go on a road trip or something, we can have that. Hopefully, with the the 4680 Model Y long range, we can get for over 400. Not gonna happen. You don't think so? Nope. You just think they'll put less battery cells in it to keep it around the same same mileage? Oh, it'll it'll be over the th- rated three twenty six, but we are maybe not three, gonna be maybe over four hundred. I think around three fifty. I'm maybe. I'm guessing three fifty to three seventy five. So why do you think they, is this, this cost? I just don't think because I mean we're get, I don't think the efficiency is there. The S is getting four hundred, but I think that battery pack is way bigger than what's in the. But y. it's not even using forty six eighties yet. Yeah, but it's it's like a hundred. I think it's a hundred and ten or one hundred and twenty. So, well, you would and think the with the, you would think with the forty six eighties they could seventy nine. They could get four hundred if they wanted to. Well, you seen the Lucid Air was like five twenty. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you get hopefully hold we get on, hold more, on though, the Lucid Air starts at over one hundred ten thousand dollars. <laughs> well, what I was what I was gonna say is hopefully we get more cars that have closer to four hundred, which will prompt Tesla to say, okay, we've got to keep up. Hopefully, but who knows. We'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens when the 4680s come I'm, out. Because, I'm fine with my 326. I mean, if the Roadster is going to get over 500 and the S is 400, I would hope that the 3 and the Y would eventually get closer to 400. I, I'm fine with my 420 out of a V8. Yeah. From Electric Jack Co., Tesla claims Rivian is stealing trade secrets about its next-gen battery in an expanded lawsuit. So they've had a lawsuit already, and now they just recently expanded the claims of that lawsuit to include their their battery so what they're saying is um you know they've had this lawsuit for a while now i think mm-hmm. a couple of years maybe yeah, it says tesla which already is suing rivian and former employees hired by the electric pickup startup is expanding its lawsuit against the company it now claims rivian is stealing its trade secrets about battery technology rivian has been one of the one of if not the most serious uh electric vehicle startups since tesla um, and part of why the company is seen as a more serious new entry in what is becoming a more crowded space and its tendency to follow in Tesla's footsteps. The company has made several moves that many EV experts, including ourselves on Electric, thought contributed significantly to Tesla's success in the EV space. For example, Tesla deployed its own network of fast charging stations, the supercharger network. Rivian announced plans to deploy its own fast charging network, which is going to enable its owners to rely less on third-party public chargers. The, but... Like what, we need what that. trade I mean, secret are they stealing? Like you need to do that. If you're not yeah. going to adopt or somehow acquire Tesla's charging port uh-huh. to charge on said <laughs> network, you, you have to have your own. Like, why is that a big uh, deal, guys? I think maybe just I don't know if there's proprietary technology or IP that they've been bringing over to help them with that. But see, know. I'm I'm surprised that Tesla, being as far advanced as they are, that they don't have a rock solid NDA. Oh, I'm, I'm, they do have an NDA. The problem is that doesn't prevent either of them, like from memory or, and there, as it mentions later in this article, they're actually <laughs> copying documents. Uh, I, I That's understand. why they're suing some of these people. Right. Now, they don't have proof, and they'll have to go to court in order to, to potentially produce that, if ever, because, you know, unless they get them on camera or something, they don't right. know that they've actually, what they've actually taken. But I think the problem is, is like there's been so many things that have been so similar to the way they're doing them. Even if it wasn't from a document that they took, it's just, you know, their IP's in their head, right? right. They can help. 
it's like it's a gray thing, right? Like, how do you say, okay, that's allowed, that's not allowed? Like, yeah, I, but I don't know. If you look back through history, there's been a lot of tech mm-hmm. that you know Matt might think similarly, like I do, on a certain project, and then we're doing yeah. it together at the same time, right, separately. Right. But you know, we it's both similar. Announced, it's similar enough that you're like, ah, did you steal something from me? Right. And just because they're doing similar things doesn't mean they're using their technology or their intellectual property. But I, th- and I think I've mentioned this before when we've talked about it. I think what's going to happen is they're going to settle. Rivian's going to have to pay them some money or give them a percentage of ownership in the company, or, or I don't think they would let that happen, but I right. think they'll just probably well, settle I don't with think, them. I don't think Be- Bezos would let that happen, or Ford would let well, that happen. Well, that's what I'm saying is, like, I think it's just a play for if there is things being stolen, they'll probably never know 100% for sure, but they'll probably end up getting some money out of Rivian. Why, why isn't a red flag, though, that all of these very, like, high-end, high-level tesla employees that are now working at rivian like why isn't that red flag enough or why does that not i think it is. go I think, against I, yeah i think the, it is you know indeed that's in place of and i don't know what their i don't know what their nda is or if they had an employment contract and what was in there because sometimes when you work for a certain company and you have an employment contract it'll say you are now not allowed to work with a direct competitor for a year, two years after you leave. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure there's some of these probably in that ballpark, and that's why they're being sued. Well, I, I used to. So either Rivian told them, "Don't worry about it. We'll we'll <laughs> fight it," or they didn't think it would be serious enough to to break. So because I mean, uh, I used to do a lot of electrical work, yeah. and the person I worked for before, we used to work up at. Um, up in Dayton mm-hmm. at a place that actually tore down competitors' vehicles. Mm-hmm. And just doing electrical work there, the things I saw, yeah. we had sign to NDA. sign an NDA saying yeah. that whatever we saw in there, we were not allowed to be able to talk about. How long, how long was that NDA? Uh, it Like a year or so. But, I mean, it, they had uh, like all Sometimes the, it's a set time frame or sometimes it'll say until we publicly announce XYZ, right. which in that case is probably – they were never going to announce right it, because they were doing just they were doing yeah. they were doing full break like what's his name uh Shel- Monroe. Shel- Monroe. Monroe yeah they that's basically what they did they okay. brought in comparators cars reverse engineered them or whatever took, took them down to nothing and put them back together and said okay well they're doing this 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 so who was this huh I I can't say <laughs> I I can't say because I do not remember oh. right. I think it was a independent. If I remember right, Some it was third an independent thing. third party, but oh. they, they would they would okay. distribute to they would certain sell buyers. that information yes. back off to the. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. It says yeah. Tesla also foregoes the third party franchise model for sales and service. That is the norm for cars in North America. Instead, the automaker opted to deploy its own company-owned network of stores and service centers, as well as being as using mobile technicians. Earlier this year, Rivian announced almost the exact same model, which you know that's not in itself a problem. Um, they can do that. They're allowed to do that. Uh, it says these are all moves we think contributed to Tesla's success and should help Rivian also. But now Tesla believes that Rivian is doing more than following in its footsteps. Last year, Tesla filed a lawsuit against Rivian for allegedly stealing trade secrets through hiring former employees of Tesla and encouraging them to bring documents, which if they prove yeah. that, they're in trouble. If, yeah, yeah. Um, Rivian is, of course, they denied the allegations. 
It says, at the time Tesla filed the lawsuit, it wasn't clear what exact trade secrets Tesla was claiming Rivian was stealing, but we noted that employees listed in the lawsuits were two recruiters, an EHS manager, I'm not sure what that is, um, and a manager of Tesla's charging networks. The automaker claimed these employees brought documents consisting of highly sensitive trade secrets, confidentiality, or confidential and proprietary engineering information when they went to work Rivian. That's a problem if they can prove that, right? Uh, Tesla has now expanded its lawsuit to more specifically claims of stealing trade secrets. It filed to add new claims that Rivian is stealing the core technology for its next-generation batteries via Bloomberg. But didn't we just, on the last episode, talk about that battery company that we'd never heard of right. doing 4680s? Right. Yeah. and But this might be the, whatever's after the 4680. This might be some oh. kind of solid state or something. Yeah, it doesn't say. And it says the world's leading electric vehicle maker says the lawsuit it filed 14 months ago against Rivian hasn't stopped the startup from raiding its staff and looting its intellectual property. That includes one instance this summer where Tesla defectors were caught red-handed stealing the core technology for its next-generation batteries, the most essential element for any electric vehicle, according to court filing last month. If they have proof that they actually stole this technology, now they can't prove that they've that Rivian's using it. Maybe they can. That's the whole mm-hmm. point. But that's not good, right? Like, yeah, but again, no. I think if ultimately it's going to end up. The only thing they can really do to punish Rivian is to make them pay retribution in some way or shape or form. Mm-hmm. Um, Tesla added that the new claims to the lawsuit, just as Rivian is preparing for the first deliveries of its R1T electric pickup truck, the automaker took a jab with a jab at them for not del- delivering the vehicle yet. Now, apparently under pressure from investors, after nearly a dozen years without producing a single commercial vehicle, Rivian has intensified its unlawful efforts which now we know they the r1t is rolling off and they're going to start delivering it you know they are delivering it um it says this comes as rivian is filing for a public offering that would value them at 80 to 100 billion That's so crazy. think about that timing they're getting ready to go public they're going to have this ipo so they're going to have money coming in real soon like lots of money so tesla is going to start pushing harder because if they're using their IP, then there should be consequences. Right. Mm-hmm. And it says, in adding these new claims, Tesla is now adding five more former employees to the lawsuit, uh, previous to the ones that were already in there. And a judge overseeing the case in California has agreed to add the new claims to the lawsuit. Rivian has yet to comment on the new allegations. So if they if they prove any of this, which it sounds like they, they have the proof, they said they caught them red-handed, but they have to prove that Rivian is using that in some way, shape, or form, I guess. But... Even if they don't get Rivian to pay them anything, they could. They're going to go after these former employees, and they could have to pay. So who knows? Yeah. yeah. I looked up that EAS, and all no. I came up with was emergency alert system. EHS. So. EHS. I thought you said EHS. EHS. Did you not read the article? I, I, I skimmed. I skimmed. I'm going to guess because it says EHS manager, maybe some like electric hybrid strategy or electric i don't know I, I i don't even know what that what that could be but it says rec- two recruiters an ehs manager and a manager of tesla's charging networks i don't know what e tesla ehs is or ehs is a broader industry term maybe it's crazy now for a few years now this whole rivian debacle environmental just, health and safety oh uh, that makes sense i mean that's the only thing that's coming up. That makes sense. I yeah, bet, I bet that's what it is. But yeah, it's. I mean, it's. We're gonna see more and more. I'm sure as this plays out. There's. But, uh, I mean, there's a. There's a lot of. Uh, I, I guarantee you. There's. I mean, it's. It, 
if you look back through history, I mean, there's always been industrial espionage and 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 everything like that. Because, but what I don't get is pretty much since the beginning, Elon's been like, "Here's our tech. We want competition." So where where is that that fine line of, okay, here's our tech, but here's our tech, right? I, I mean, am am I wrong on that? Because they, they he's always he's been said numerous times in numerous uh, interviews over the years that you know just like uh, Volvo did. Hey, here's our three point harness. It saves lives. It's free. Here, here, here's how you do it. Yeah, I think there's certain things that they're they're willing to give away for free, but then there's certain things. And, and of I course and I can not, understand right? that, but. You know where 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 is that line drawn? And, and yeah, I don't think you know. Being if I was working in something, I'd be like, "One, well, I know I can't take this somewhere else because." It, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you were an employee, unless, like, unless why would you risk thrown at you? I mean, that's that's what that, I'm thinking. Like, why would you really even risk that? That just right. seems silly. From TheVerge.com, Ford reveals plans for massive EV and battery factories in the U.S. So CEO Jim Farley tells The Verge, I don't know if this is an exclusive interview they did, but I didn't see a lot of, most other articles were referencing this one, so I'm assuming that it, it must have. So this is like a rendering of one of the new plants. I think this is the one down in Tennessee. Um, looks pretty cool. Like, I think these look like solar parking covers or something. It's like a parking lot with the, they got all these solar covers on it, which are, is cool. Are we sharing this picture or are only we seeing this? Um, I am not sharing it right now, so that would be cool if I did show everybody like, else. Is anyone um, else seeing this? <laughs> so yeah, this is a rendering of one of the new plants. Um, yeah, this looks. It looks pretty it's cool. kind of like the Cincinnati Zoo parking lot. Yes, but yeah, like on a way bigger scale. I I actually was able to. I went to get my AirPods to listen to this, and then that little listen to this article disappeared. Oh, did? That's so weird. I had to. So I had to close it, reopen it, and listen to it, mm. and then. The speaker was talking like this, and <laughs> I couldn't reading. speed it up. I had to turn it up to like two point one just so. <laughs> oh it, my god! Yeah, it was horrible. So it mm. says Ford and South Korean battery manufacturer SK Innovations will spend a combined eleven point four billion to build several new factories in Tennessee and Kentucky, focused on the development and production of electric vehicles and batteries that power them. The new uh, facilities represent the first new plants built by Ford completely from scratch in over 50 years. The Tennessee plant will be a mega campus. I think that's what that picture is. Of. It will, that will house uh, vehicle production facilities the Ford F, Ford, for Ford F1 Series uh, pickups, truck, pickup trucks, and a battery assembly division where twin factories in Kentucky will manufacture lithium-ion batteries. Hmm. Uh, the facilities won't come online until 2025. But Ford CEO Jim Farley says the investment signals the seriousness with which the company is taking in its investment uh, and commitment to EVs. The new campus in Stanton, Tennessee, for example, will cover nine square miles and represents the largest facility ever built in the company's 118-year history. Nine but, square but miles. It, when you read this and you look at that, yeah, that's a lot of work in four short years. I mean... It, Gigafactories are like two years about. To yeah, make, I to mean that in. that to me that is a lot of infrastructure to be built, and 
I mean, so one of the things they did say is they're looking for sites specifically, right, or they're they ready to go, yeah. that they didn't have to do a lot of site work. Site work, so that I guess so that they could be quick. Yeah, but I don't know if you guys have been head to my house lately, and you know where they're developing that field right there across from the brewery. That place was pretty flat, and they've done a ton of site Which work brewery? there. Uh, Miller. Miller. Oh, oh yeah. What are they doing? Yeah. Over there? What, I don't know. It's like I a think big that, pond last well, time I drove well, by. Well, they have to have so much, uh, be able to catch off so much rain, rainwater catch off because of environmental impacts. Oh, gotcha. But that's what that's for. But that's like, there's going to be a Carvana there. Oh, there's gonna be, what? Yeah, one of the big tower Carvanas yeah? that you just go oh, that's sweet. punch your buttons in and you drive your car away. Right there? I guess so. Huh. Cool. Huh. Uh, this... But even with, you know, flat work, there was still a lot of... Yeah, a lot of moving, uh, moving stuff. It says, uh, this is the new Ford, Farley told The Verge. This is show, not tell time. Ford, like the rest of the auto industry, is scrambling to shift its attention to EVs, even as they only represent a small fraction of new vehicles sold each year. The announcement comes as Congress is debating whether to approve an infrastructure deal which would fund the construction of hundreds of thousands of new charging stations, as well as new consumer incentives for EV sales. It comes. It also comes as the auto industry grapples with new proposals banning the sale of gas cars in foreign markets and some U.S. states like California. Farley made the analogy that electric cars are now at a similar pace as smartphones in 2007. He said, this is not about propulsion, Farley, uh, Farley said. This story is about digital vehicles with embedded systems and a customer experience led through software that gets better every day and changes the definition of a car from something that gets you from point A to B to something that enables your full life. So what? I mean, but, but think about enables think, your full what, life. what year's your Prius? Uh, 2016. Okay. And it had some great tech at that point. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it not, doesn't get updates. Right. So oh, my, my, the only thing that I can update is the, uh, the Toyota Intune, which is like they can add in like an app or something to like the Your streaming infotainment stuff. Yeah, that's it. It doesn't get auto. It doesn't get updates to the, the actual systems in the car. Oh, that's so, a shame. So no, my no. my wife and it's not over the air either. I have to do it through my phone. My wife, when we had our 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 van, it was a fully loaded dealer demo, every bell whistle whatever, 2016. I got my truck in 2018, and the options and the tech were, were just, you know, tenfold over what that was. So, I mean, it's just going to keep growing like we talked about earlier, and it's going to be amazing. I mean, I I love tech. We all love tech because that's what we do here in the podcast, but it, it's, it makes it almost too easy to drive sometimes. Like, yeah. I miss, like, when I'm driving her car, I miss not having the the blind spot indicator. You know, I do. You, I do wish we had that. When when you actually have um, to turn your head and look a little bit, or if we don't have, instead of having the blind spot indicator in the mirror, when you put your signal on, I think your that side mirror that you're putting the signal on should pop up in a little picture in picture window. So like if I'm turning right, my right pillar so camera you, should you pop up a little. You can't. Turn I can. On. T- I can hit my camera button and it'll show me then. Okay. But I think it should do it like the Honda Accord do it would do automatically. That. I think it should do it. It should pop up and that way you can see. Or like when uh, we were driving that compass. No. On our trip to Alaska. Did it do that? No. It was at dark 
and I turned and this light shined off to the side and I was like, what the heck is that? The fog lights actually move, oh, move. Wow. when you make the turn to oh, illuminate, nice. to illuminate cool. the side that you're turning towards. That's yeah. a feature I've never so, so we heard went, of from that car. But here's what's funny. We went to the auto museum there in Alaska and there was a lot of the old cars that had this center light in between the grill and it was hooked to the rack and pinion steering. So that technology is back in the 1910s <laughs> and stuff. They had a single light that actually turned when, the, you, when turned you turned that makes to sense. illuminate where you're turning to. That's cool. Wow. So what, what was the thumbs down for? I don't know what we were talking about. The, the infrastructure the, bill. Because Tesla's not going to get any of that. Oh, yeah. yeah, the, no. yeah. The you know who is? Electrify America. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it says... If uh, I even buy a Ford, I don't know. Um, Farley estimates that Ford will need 140 gigawatt hours of battery manufacturing capacity a year. And in total, the company's three new battery plants will enable 129 gigawatt hours a year of production uh, capacity. By comparison, General Motors is planning four new battery factories in the U.S. with partner LG Chem for a total annual capacity of 140 gigawatt hours, while Volkswagen is aiming to have six battery cell production plants operating in Europe by 2030 for a total of 240 gigawatt hours a year. And why? <laughs> excuse me, but why does Volkswagen need to have that the, kind of the production I, number? All, they're going all Fa- electric too. Fafagnugan. Already, ID four is already out. Plus, everything's think, going. Think out. about they're going all electric too by 2030. But hold on, good grief! You, but but Matt, you also got to think what is Volkswagen, you got to look at the full umbrella. Yeah, what else do I don't they know. have? What is Volkswagen? Um, uh, what is Volkswagen? Volvo? I don't know. What is Volkswagen? Porsche. Porsche. What else do they have? Come on. I, I don't know. Come on. Is I it don't Volvo? Know. Do they have Volvo? On. No, Volvo is owned by Ford. Ford. They got they Lamborghini, were, don't they? Uh, Volkswagen has everything. Uh, I mean, like European they're, they're huge European. They own Audi now? I think so. Hmm. Do they buy? Um, I'm pretty sure they own like everybody. Mercedes. What are the little cars? Peugeot. The smaller cars. The smart cars. No. Mercedes owns smart smart car. The, cars. The, the little two door British. Fiat. Car. Do they buy Fiat? No, oh, that's sure. somebody else. I don't know. That's probably I don't actually. I think that's Chrysler. It's Chrysler. But it says, um, and Tesla CEO Elon Musk said that his company's first battery factory in Berlin will produce 250 gigawatt hours of batteries. Just, did you hear that? Mm-hmm. Where roughly <laughs> 250 gigawatt hours of battery is roughly equivalent to the current world battery cell production capacity. Right. So Gigafactory Berlin will be able to produce as many battery cells as the whole rest of the world. Okay. So Volkswagen, Volkswagen, Porsche, Porsche, Bentley, oh. Audi, Bugatti, oh, Lamborghini, Skoda, yeah, Seat. Uh, Scarna, Ducati, Man, Volkswagen commercial vehicles, Audi AG, whatever that is, and a different Bugatti. Wow! So a lot of a lot of uh, European yes. manufacturers. Globally, hmm. battery production is expected to grow from ninety five point three gigawatt hours in twenty twenty to four hundred and ten gigawatt hours in twenty twenty four, including to glo- according to global data data and analytics company. 
That's mind-blowing. Farley said Forge's contribution to the massive investment in battery, battery capacity will be significant because of its status as a maker of the F-150 pickup truck, which has been the most popular vehicle in the U.S. for decades. This is different than Tesla and, 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 other, and the other announcements because this is enormous scale, he said. America's best-selling vehicles going electric were totally sold out. Ford says it will spend $7 billion, while USK Innovations will contribute $4.4 billion for a total of $11.4 billion. Previously, Ford had said it would spend $30 billion by 2025 and that 40% of its global fleet will be electric by 2030. The company is currently at work retrofitting its historic Rogue factory for the production of the all-electric Ford F-150 Lightning pickup truck. Here's another rendering. This is uh, Blue Oval City will cost $5.6 billion and generate 6,000 new jobs. So... I think this is the one in Kentucky. Yeah. Or Six, no, this is Tennessee. Tennessee. 6,000 yeah. jobs. And and it was what? That's uh, huge. I think it said down here later that they were yeah. going to have 11,000 total jobs. Total. The mega campus in Stanton, Tennessee will be called Blue Oval City, so mm-hmm. that's the picture. 5.6 billion, uh 6,000 jobs. We need to find out where that's at and try to go buy a bunch of land around <laughs> that area. <laughs> um I'm, I'm sure it's already bought. This, it says it will also include a battery plant, key suppliers, and recycling. So remember that article you posted about yep. the recycling initiative? Ford recently struck a deal with Redwood Materials, a battery recycler founded by a former top executive from Tesla. Ford said that Blue Oval City is also designed to be carbon neutral with zero waste landfill once fully operational. Nice. That's pretty cool. Uh, in Kentucky, Ford plans to build a dedicated battery manufacturing complex with SK Innovation, dubbed the Blue Oval SK Battery Park. The complex will cost $5.8 billion and create 5,000 jobs, so 11,000 total. Batteries are the company's next generation. For, batteries for the company's next generation Ford and Lincoln EVs will be assembled at the site's twin battery plants. The construction money will flow from a new joint venture called Blue Oval SK, which is still subject to regulatory approvals and other conditions, Ford says. Um, and then we talked about, so 11,000 job, 11, jobs in total. Um, they're going to spend $525 million on nationwide job training programs. Excuse me. Starting with $90 million on a pilot project in Texas. That's crazy, isn't it? And the cool thing is it says, the hope is to train the next generation of workers for, on the intricacies of EV manufacturing and maintenance, not only to work for Ford's factories, but also at its dealerships to make repairs in the, and to and repairs it said in the, in the field. Yeah. So it says, our industry has an enormous shortage of technicians. Farley said, we need to recruit a huge number of technicians who are good at doing service on the road. So this state in Tennessee, it's like in the middle of nowhere. That's what, yeah. On the, I think we- that's, on the west side of Tennessee, between Memphis, near Memphis. Yep. Yeah, there's like nothing there. Like and when it, you go and like look per- at the like the well, what did it say? How it. many acres did it say it was going or miles? Nine square miles. Yeah, nine, nine square, square miles. miles. Yeah, that's a that's a huge chunk of land. Yeah, and it says Ford is receiving incentives from both states for agreeing to build there. It doesn't say specifically what. Um, Ford also prioritized finding greenfield sites with no prior environmental issues so that it could quickly build. We need to move fast, said Farley. Um, Ford's shift to electric vehicles has not been without its speed bumps. This week, the company issued two recalls for its Mustang Mach-E after determining the adhesive used to attach the windshield and optional glass roof wasn't secure enough. When when was this article posted? Because uh, that was a while back, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, so this article was posted that October... September 27th. Uh, September 27th, so two, yeah. about two weeks ago. Yeah, because I think Sounds we posted this. Right. It was right after the last podcast. Um, and it says... 
it was the Maki's second recall after an earlier investigation discovering loose subframe bolts. Uh, customer deliveries of the Maki were delayed too after the company discovered a software problem that led to the 12 volt battery dying. And it says, when asked about the recalls, Farley acknowledged that Ford has a lot of work to do as the company as the company around quality. And he added, "We have to get it right. We also employed a baseball metaphor. <laughs> he also employed a baseball metaphor he's fond of using in media interviews. This is the first inning," he said. But boy, the demand is strong, and people absolutely love this car. We just have to make it better every day, and that's on us. And and that's that's the one nice thing about EVs is because, yeah, you have a a hardware, but all the important stuff is software. Right. And software can be pushed out all the time. You know, we we what was a, a probably like five six months ago in that whole big parking lot, that whole, all those Teslas were getting a a mass update sent to Mm. them and all of them were blinking and doing different (laughs) things. I mean, it was cool because I mean, you know, my, just my truck, which is a 2018, you know, just got a, a a big update on the nav. Hmm. That's cool. Over the air. Over the air. So. I I mean, uh, just about every car that's going to be made from here on out, it's Probably gonna. I mean, unless you get the very, very lowest model, we're gonna have some kind of over the update, over but, the air update feature. I would think. But. but here's the next thing about all this tech, and it, is any of this going to be hardened? Good question. It's gonna have to be at some point, uh, or I else mean, you can get your car hacked. Right. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, they're gonna security needs to be in it. Hopefully. Uh, a high I mean, priority. I mean, you're driving down the road, and some some genius twelve year old decides to hack your your steering yeah, and and just autopilot. wants to wants to play you your, as your a, summon. He's integrate. He starts your summon and starts moving your vehicle. Yeah, I mean, just yeah, it's, it, cool. it's something to think about. I mean, I'm sure there's people way smarter than I am some, somebody thinking about this. Hacks a Tesla semi, pulls into a parking lot, hacks everybody's auto summon, and pulls them all into the semi and steals them. <laughs> Gone in 60 seconds. (laughs) That's going to be it for episode 34. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Please uh, check out DVBshow.com for all of our social media links. Um, Check out our Instagram. Darren's got some pictures on there from his trip. We're going to put some pictures of the beer cans on there as well. We greatly appreciate it. You can also find us on TikTok. Um, We post content and shorter clips on there all the time as well. And uh, I think we will see everybody. We're good for two weeks, fellas. Think so. I think so. All right. We will see you in two weeks. Peace. See ya. Bye-bye.